and here we are. Hello, Amon. Hello, hello. And actually, it appears that Ingus, Ingus, how is your English? Uh, very bad. I, I can speak good English because last two years I spent, last two or three years I spent more to learn about uh, German language. Okay. And awesome. that's why I have very bad accent. <laughs> oh, but... Sounds fine, absolutely fine. <laughs> Everybody can understand you. I think it's perfectly oh, all right. Okay. Okay, that's great. That's great. Fantastic. Um, so, Amon, if you could introduce yourself, please. Yeah, Thank so, um, hi. Um, as was already said, my name is Amon. I'm 27 years old um, from Germany. I studied physics wow. and finished my master's degree last year in the summer. Wow. Since then, I've been working on the IOP project. I started a little bit before that. Um, I've been fixing some bugs in the code and through that um, became known inside the community and then took over more and more responsibility until nowadays I'm one of the core developers and basically manage okay. the thing. Core developers. Fantastic. Oh, that, that's awesome. It is awesome to meet. <laughs> Finally, a person who can explain what is what. And yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we really do hope so as well. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, of course, so first of all, people, yeah, we are all polite people. Good evening, good evening. 18 people are watching, and good evening. Okay, um, Amon, could you explain what is IOP from your point of view? Okay, the, the vision we have for IOP is basically um, that we want to reach um, a system or a economy or an environment for people where they can actually interact with each other directly. So okay. um, we want to remove the need for um, these large cooperations that are in between our interactions. When I want to talk to you, I don't want to get the permission of, for example, Google, Facebook, or any other big corporation or even the government or people in in countries where like Germany where I live or even the US yes. um, that's really not a big problem they don't feel really threatened by corporations like Google Facebook um, but other countries actually feel this pressure that they are not allowed to talk to uh, certain people or not allowed to read certain websites really? services for example websites in China uh, might be restricted. Um, of course. Actually, um, is it even Facebook? I, I'm not sure. But there are, there are websites in China that are completely restricted. And um, for, for many people around the world, it is already now uh, quite hard to actually uh, get a free picture of the internet as we know it right now. And I think that even in Europe or in the US, we feel this pressure more and more, um, more and more uh, events in the political scene happen that try to um, limit the free access we have through the internet today. Um, okay. Net yes. neutrality is a big issue in, in the US right now. Um, the European Union has now um, finished a law that will basically uh, 
require anyone who uses links commercially to actually pay the producer of the content. That's for the I have websites. no idea how that is even manageable. Uh, I'm on that was if, 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 I, if I may, that applies to news websites and news websites are lo losing lots and lots of traffic because uh, some other smart websites are just embedding their content on their on their own websites. And then the European Union has passed the law. It, it applies more to snippets. Yeah. And, and, and all, all those. Yes. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yes. Yeah, Go no on. Yeah. So um, that's just a, um, as the background. And so um, in IOP, like like I said, we have this vision of people actually connecting directly to each other. Um, that there are always these uh, sayings in the community: "We are our Facebook without Facebook. We are Uber without Uber." Um, okay. And what yes. this actually means is that um, if, for example, I want to get an Uber drive to the airport, um, then actually uh, I can send this request out into the network, but there's not actually um, a company like Uber behind managing all these requests. Um, there might be someone who invents an app for getting a driver and um, who is the first Uber on our protocol. But yes. whenever um, a new company uh, creates a better app, um, it actually does not matter which person uses which app. For example, um, there are people who chat using Telegram. There are people who chat using WhatsApp. And when I switched from WhatsApp to Telegram, I had a hard time convincing people around me to switch together with me. I okay. didn't want to use WhatsApp anymore, but I had to because everybody was on, was on WhatsApp. And I couldn't read them via Telegram. And so the idea is that why does WhatsApp actually have control uh, over how I can reach these people? I'm just sending a message out into the network. Um, it should, the network should be able to deliver this message. And okay. wow. what okay. we're building in our protocol is basically, I'm using Telegram because I like it. You're using WhatsApp because you like it. But the communication protocol actually allows us to exchange messages anyway. I'm sending a message that fulfilled certain criteria. It's a message. It has a content, maybe a timestamp. And the um, application on the other end um, does uh, is of course is in a sense compatible to this protocol because yes. we're not saying that this is the application and you're a user and if you want to use this application you have to create an account in this application. But we're saying okay, here's a user. This user has a profile, and if I want to build an app in our system, the system has to attach to this user's profile because he already has one. Why, why uh, tie this profile to the application? Why not? Then, then, then you are, you are basically you are, say, you are saying that all we need is like a DNS service for social profiles. Exactly, that, it's a yeah. DNS service. Um, yes, we are always saying it's it's a little bit like mobile networks in relation to landlines. Okay. For example, in the beginning, when I wanted to call someone over a landline, I called the. Um, sorry, I'm missing the English word. Like um, the oh, guys who were switching the cables <laughs> around and getting you a connection. And then later, you had telephone numbers. Yes. And, um, Nowadays, you have in your phone uh, a list of names 
And there's a telephone number behind that, but no one actually remembers telephone numbers anymore. You just click on a name, you reach that. Yep. And um, this worked for a long time to reach people at home. But what if this that person was not home? You couldn't reach them anymore because they weren't behind the number. You would dial the number, but there wasn't anyone available. Then came mobile networks, and now people carry their device around. And whenever I call the mobile number, I reach that person, wherever he is. I don't care in which cell tower he is locked in or in which country he is right now. I'll get a connection. And so the idea is that basically, um, well, right now the internet is based on DNS services that say, okay, uh, this host name belongs to this IP address and this IP Absolutely. address is right here. We're actually saying, okay, um, here's a user, here's his profile, send a message to this profile and the network will figure out the routing and will figure out what device is actually in use by that person right now. And not only for sending messages, but also for sending requests. Hey, I want to access your photos. You'll get a ping on your mobile phone. This person wants to access your photos when you're on your mobile phone. When you're at home at your computer, you get that ping on your computer and you can allow that request or deny that request. And so messages and requests will reach you all around the world on whatever device you're actually using right now. And is that an IOP how you see it? Um, well, that's the basis. We're, we're calling that the Mercury Protocol, which basically oh, allows okay. this okay. completely decentralized Thank you. Uh, communication between members. Uh, well, not even members, uh, anyone can use it. So it's basically um, whatever app could be built on top of this Mercury Protocol will then be able to reach people wherever they are without the need for IP addresses, stationary servers who act as data centers and all that. Amon? Yeah? In, in five minutes, you explained Mercury Protocol, like, perfectly. If it is, <laughs> if it is how you describe it, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's, that's the idea behind it, yeah. That, oh, that's awesome. Now we know what is Mercury protocol is intended to be. And, but what is IOP? Well, IOP is what we envision that will actually will work on top of that. I mean, if, if this communication protocol is already there, if, it actually, if you're actually able to contact people directly and you don't need to go through servers like Facebook, Dropbox, all that, then we believe or we hope that there will be a new form of economy that emerges. People always dream um, in a sense that there's this funny picture on the internet going around, which basically says, if everyone would plant vegetables in, the, in their backyard, okay. we could exchange them and we could all live for free and we wouldn't need capitalism anymore. Ah, you would need. You cannot buy like a house for pears or vegetables or carrots. That's the first point. <laughs> the second point is, uh, exchanging the vegetables you grow in your backyard for other vegetables that you want to eat because you're sick of potatoes and you want tomatoes instead. That's actually the essence of what we believe true capitalism or free market should look like. Okay. I want something from you, you want something from me. Why would we need to go through big corporations and law firms and lawyers right here? Um, we have blockchains, we have new technologies popping up every day that allow us to remove trust from all these uh, relations. We don't 
need lawyers anymore because we can be sure that code um, uh, that the code makes sure that whatever we agree on actually happens. We don't need uh, big corporations, um, laws, government agencies that actually um, control that each party actually delivers what they promised because code um, makes sure that every promise is actually delivered. We see it in smart contracts on Ethereum. Um, code is law in th that sense. And what we want to do is um, not use the law to actually limit people in their interactions, but free them in the, uh, in the sense that we remove the need for trust. When, when I meet someone on the internet that is in China and they want to send me, I don't know, um, a new USB stick that they built uh, in, in their new small factory, but they don't have a reseller right now. Yes. And they say, okay, it's cheaper because uh, we don't have a big reputation and I want to buy it directly from them. Uh, you can put that in their smart contract. There's an economy right there. If you could actually talk to these people and get, uh, get the request out there, hey, I need a USB stick, and they actually see this request and can say, well, we have a USB stick, then um, there's a direct con connection between people. And um, these applications, these um, this economy that actually evolves, evolves on top of the Mercury Protocol. That's what we call the Internet of People. So Internet of People is actually a philosophy. Sure, it's way more than just, I don't know, a blockchain or something. Oh, I, th I thought, and I always thought that it was a direction where technology was moving towards decentralization, anonymity, and stuff like that. But it looks like more like a philosophy. Yeah, and, that and now that you mentioned it, um, moving towards anonymity, and um, we came up with this name, Internet of People, um, sort of as a contrast to what people call the Internet of Things. The Internet, okay. yes. the, the Internet of Things is completely anonymous. Uh, you don't touch anything. Everything just works by itself. Nobody really knows how, but it does. Everything is controlled through internet. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, and to some people or to some of us, this sounds a bit transhumanist in the sense that, well, we remove the human from everything, then why would we need humans anymore? And and we say that's a possibility, but we don't follow the philosophy for us. Technology should always be a slave to humans, in the literal meaning of the sense. There should never be technology that is actually more powerful than human beings. The te technology should always serve humans. I'm, I'm not sure you're getting what I'm talking about. So I do understand. I understand. Okay. I'm not here to argue with you, at least not now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, asking if, if it sort of becomes clear what I'm, what I'm saying. Can I ask you guys, is Wilson, uh, is Wilson part of IOP? Yes. Uh, it looks like he's helping you out, guys, and he's asking a question. What is IOP consensus? Is he an, a member of some IOP chapter or something? 
No? I, I have no idea. I don't think so. Oh. Okay, so the question comes, what is IOP consensus mechanism? Okay, so um, currently... And what um, is he talking about, actually? Thank you. Okay, so first step, what is a consensus mechanism? Yes. Um, how I understand the question, he's asking what consensus mechanism we are actually um, using on our blockchain. And um, consensus mechanisms are the mechanism by which a blockchain makes progress in an ordered kind of fashion. So, so um, sorry, could, could we repeat it, please, once again? A consensus mechanism okay. is the process by which a decentralized system like a blockchain actually okay. makes progress in an ordered fashion. Okay. How they agree on what is what is happening, what has happened, what will happen in the future, in the near future. So it's like organized development of blockchain. Exactly. So um, people okay. always say proof of work is the consensus mechanism of blockchain. And I'll probably be turning a lot of hats when I say. So, 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 so does it mean that it would be controlled? As if you are saying process of blockchain development, does it mean it will be? No, it means equal. It means equal. If it is controlled, if it is controlled, then it is a controlled development of blockchain. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about development in the writing code sense. Yes, yes. In, in a wider sense. Yeah, exactly. So, um, who... Is that freedom? I'm, con con controlling the uh, development I'm, of something I know what you're getting at. as amazing as blockchain and all these technologies. There will be always renegades. Yes. Exactly. So a consensus mechanism is actually the process by which a decentralized system like a blockchain um, protects itself against okay. malicious actors. Okay. So um, exactly what laws do? What laws do? Exactly. But um, <laughs> the law, in that sense, um, is enacted by humans, and the consensus mechanism is written in stone and. Um, if you have a good consensus mechanism, and I'll talk about that in a bit, okay. um, yes. then you okay. can actually mathematically prove that the consensus mechanism is completely fair and is unbreakable given certain conditions, which people I don't think have ever done for human laws. So when, when politicians enact a, enact a new law, there's nobody thinking about, okay, does this system have, like, maybe somewhere down the line some loopholes that people could exploit to get around these laws of course there will be some of course there will be some yeah but if you're writing a good consensus mechanism then you can mathematically prove that there are no loopholes oh come on for example uh, for example so for example yes um, if we take bitcoin which has a yes. what people call a proof of work consensus mechanism um okay. that actually is not a consensus mechanism um I need to uh, take a step back. So what proof of work actually is, is miners solving a mathematical equation or yes. a mathematical problem, which is kind of hard or very hard right now, um, to actually prove that they are now the person who is allowed to say, okay, this is what happened next in Bitcoin. 
Ah, oh, one of the greatest definition, definitions I've heard. It's not simple. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that, that's awesome. Yes. So, but this doesn't, this isn't actually consensus. I mean, what if two miners solve this riddle at almost the same time and they both say, okay, this is what happens now. And they say different things. Who do you actually decide, how do you actually decide which one is right and which one is wrong? And there are, there, are, there are always milliseconds and somebody will be first, no? Yes, but who decides first? I mean, if one of the blocks uh, originates in China and the other one okay. in USA, then half of the globe will say, well, I got this one first, and the other one, other half of the globe will say, well, okay, I got that's, this one first. Okay, that makes sense, absolutely, yes. Who is actually the person who decides who wins? And um, Bitcoin's consensus mechanism actually is longest chain wins. Or wow, okay, it does make sense, yes. Okay, so proof of authority is involved. Um, uh, yeah, I would say just no, no, not proof of authority, authority, but yes, just proof of length. So okay, yes, um, and now we get around to to like how proof of work actually manages to achieve a sort of immutable history, because proof of work actually involves a kind of delay in the progress of the blockchain. For Bitcoin, okay. for example, ten minutes, then a block arrives. And because most people in the network are actually uh, trying to use the network as it's supposed to yes. use, they, yeah. they want to take part in a responsible and um, benign way, all miners uh, cooperate by saying, okay, if this is the next block, then I'll work on top of it. And the next one will also work on top of it and on top of it. Yes. Because there is this time delay, all miners in the network will uh, have reasonable have a reasonable amount of time to actually switch mining. So for example, if everyone was mining at block 100, and then at some point block 101 appears, every miner has almost 10 minutes on average Is to switch minutes? mining from, okay. from yeah. block 100 to yes. block 101. And because of that, they can coordinate their efforts. They work together to make this chain longer and longer and longer and longer, so that if someone wants to create a different chain with a different history, with some lie in that sense, then they need to work faster than all of the other miners. Yes. And because hashing and buying ASICs and all the electricity is quite expensive, that's hard for people to do. Oh, and that sense, Bitcoin is yes. resilient. Yeah. But this is only because people can coordinate. And that's why uh, blocks on a blockchain can't be arbitrarily fast. Um, actually, the delay between blocks needs to be somewhere on the order or larger than the network delay. The block from China gets to the USA in, I don't know, let's say five seconds. Okay. Or, spread reasonably well inside the US. And the other way around, too. So if I mine Bitcoin and somebody creates a new block, I will know about this block in, let's say, on average, five seconds. So I have nine minutes and 55 seconds to work on this new block. I only lose five seconds. Yes. But if I want to create a block every second, 
I have a block time of one second, but I only get a block after five seconds, I'm already five blocks further. Okay. And now the chain splits and everybody has five blocks and nobody actually knows which chain they should coordinate on to protect it against malicious actors. So in that sense, proof of work uh, introduces a delay that is really necessary. So by definition, proof of work blockchains need to be slow. They cannot be fast because if they would be fast, people couldn't coordinate and they could Another, another great explanation. Yes, another great explanation. Although I think I'm on, uh, what's the block time? Was it 2.6 seconds? Uh, 2.6 minutes? No, not 10 minutes. Uh, you're talking about IOP now or? No, 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 no. About about the Bitcoin. Bitcoin, that's it 10 was, minutes. It was 10 minutes was the block 10 time. 10 minutes average block time. Wow. I thought it was like 2.6 minutes or something. No, I think Litecoin has a factor of four, so that would be 2.5, yeah. Okay. So it could actually be Litecoin. I'm not too fun. All these numbers, I can't store them in my head. I always have to write them down. Okay. But that's that's awesome. I kind of never thought why there why why are there delays between those blocks? Yeah. Sometimes well, they are smaller, sometimes they are larger. The smallest ones I've seen, like they are they are like forty-five or fifty second delays. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean yes. there, there are some blockchains that can that can that really push this down to the limits, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds. And um, you can actually do that in a small network where you have only a few participants. Okay. Because messages travel fast. Like if you only have five people, everyone will know about this in a tenth of a second. But if you have a million members, then you will need a little bit longer. Or by switching from proof of work to some other mechanism like proof of stake, delegated proof of stake. And these mechanisms actually can work faster because they decide who makes the next block um, beforehand. So in delegated proof of stake, there are a hundred delegates. Yes. They create a new blocks and they uh, create the new blocks in turn. So the first one, then the second one, the third one, the fourth one. So actually okay. I know that I will be the next in line in five blocks and I can wait, 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 yes. and uh, send okay. And again, we coordinate our efforts against the malicious actor because he is only one guy, and we are a hundred guys. Is that is so? Are you talking now about IOP consensus? So you've no, got that's just no. an example of people. Okay. So okay. for for IOP, um, in the beginning, we had the choice between uh, using proof of work, um, proof of stake, or moving onto the Ethereum blockchain. And I'm always saying, okay, proof of work uh, uses a lot of resources electricity yes. consumption, uh, not really environmentally friendly. Uh, we're wasting a lot of money, but I'm always saying, okay, maybe right now this is still necessary. The, 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 the analogy I always say is, um, um, for example, the Chinese protected their country against the Huns using the Great Wall. And they built it for years and years and years and spent hours and yes. Lives were uh, and and anyway, when the Huns came, they just went through. Yes, uh, sorry? Sorry? and anyway, when the Huns came, they just went through. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had some problems. Yes. 
let's, yes. let's say it like that. Of course, yes, and yes. But that's, that's work, a good analogy, yes. Okay. All this work that was wasted for creating this wall uh, could have been used to create, I don't know, vegetables, clothes, uh, art, music. They could spend all this time okay. for other things. But if there, if there wasn't a Chinese Great Wall, then the Huns would have no problem um, pillaging uh, yes. through the villages, destroying the vegetables. And Absolutely. So you couldn't really say that this effort is wasted. Um, of course, it's better now that we don't need the, the Great Wall anymore to deter uh, attackers. But at that time, we didn't have anything better. And proof of stake hasn't actually proven itself in a network like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is now nine years old, supports, I don't know, a market capital of, I think it's three billion US dollars, something like that. And there's still no successful attack on the Bitcoin network. It works. It's expensive. It wastes yes. electricity, but it works. Absolutely. There's no other consensus system that can actually say this right now. So that's why back in the day we decided we will use proof of work until we find something better. And so currently we are using proof of work, but okay. we are right now at the point where we actually think that we might be able to switch to a new consensus mechanism, which has nothing to do with proof of work, nothing to do with proof of stake, um, nothing to do with delegated proof of stake. Um, hopefully somewhere in the beginning of next year, maybe summer latest so once again as oh, you've, you have this amazing ability to explain complex things very simply thank you very much so and if to put thank you and if to put things very very simply in two or three sentences what is iop consensus then it was a great currently, question wilson currently yes. we're using a modified proof of work system and yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, like Wilson yes. asked. So currently, we're using a, a modified proof of work system like Bitcoin. Yes. Uh, modified in a few ways. But we will be switching to a completely original consensus mechanism um, over the, it's hard to say, over the next months, over the next part okay. of a year, maybe half a year, something like that. There's a quick question. Uh, so what are the main differences of Bitcoin and IOP? I don't know how, how deep could we go, as, as Bitcoin is very simple. It was supposed to be a currency. That's it, nothing else. Yeah. Some, some people managed to store their files on blockchain and do some other, other stuff, but yes. it was never intended to, to, to go that way. Do as anything, I understand it. it was just in, a currency. In your case, in your case uh, so you you say that you will provide a platform for as well as Ethereum does for uh, apps and then for something else. Uh, you mean smart contracts? Not only smart contracts. Oh God, I saw I saw one banner of IOP today and the uh, um, decentralized applications. So DApps or so so DApps and something else. Yeah, go on. What what are the differences of Bitcoin and IOP? Please. So if you just look at the blockchain, there's not much of a difference right now. Like I said, we're working, we're working on something and you will see it. But right now, the blockchain, there's not much difference. Okay. The thing is, we don't think that crypto 
that the cryptocurrency movement stops at cryptocurrency. Okay. A cryptocurrency movement is an is an actual effect a crypto movement, and um, because because of that, IOP is not just the blockchain. We have the blockchain and we have the Mercury protocol, and what yes. differentiates us from uh, most of the other crypto projects is that this protocol does not actually live on the blockchain. Okay. It's tied to the blockchain because, of course, in this network you uh, exchange value, and for that you use IOP. But um, uh, j just a question for you. Um, so, you Merc Mercury, Mercury Protocol actually needs IOP. Uh, no, it's it's not needed. Uh, so the the protocol is really just a communication protocol. Okay. It, it works like, um, for example, HTTP. Or FTP or something. That's what Mercury is from a like from a layer perspective. It, it's in the same layer as HTTP connections. Yes. Um, the applications you build on top of that that actually use this date um, this data flow. Okay. These applications they use IOP as a default payment option, and the consensus mechanism that we're building right now will be able to support microtransactions in the order of. Um, I don't want to lie, but it's in in the thousands per seconds. So, might even be a hundred thousand per second. I can't put real numbers on that right now because we're still testing. I'm not completely sure, but it's Bitcoin, for example, um, can do about seven transactions per second, which is, of course, way, way, way too slow. Well, there is Lightning Network coming out. And exactly, there's Lightning Network. And it, it, uh, that, that's all chain solution. Um, we're actually trying to do the payments then actually on chain, but um, the the protocol itself um, does not depend on the chain. It it can use other payment options. We're just saying that ours will probably ours of course the first available, and we're also saying that ours is probably the best option you have. And, okay. Uh, Okay, uh, there, there is a question from Wilson. Before we go that, uh, a very, very quick question. Uh, is What about the blockchain? Is IOP a fork from Bitcoin or fork from Dash or something else? Um, in the code sense? Yes. In the, in the sense like from where we come code-wise, yes, it's a Bitcoin fork. Is it a Bitcoin uh, fork? Okay. Like all cryptocurrencies who have a blockchain of their own, probably up until the last let's say six months or something, uh, everything that came into existence after Bitcoin took most of its code from Bitcoin and we did it as well. So in that sense, from a code perspective, yes, we are a Bitcoin fork. Okay. From a currency perspective, yes, uh, no, because we have um, our own Genesis block. Our blockchain started existing in 2016 and has been going steadily on its own from then on and has no relation to the Bitcoin blockchain. Once once again, could we rewind, please, a bit? So to Genesis, sorry. Sometimes you, the thoughts do not yeah, make um, as fast as yours, yes. So like, like I said, from a code perspective, okay. we are a Bitcoin fork, but in 2016, the IOP blockchain started using its own Genesis block. So we came into okay. existence completely independent of Bitcoin, there was no um, airdrop for Bitcoin holders or something. Um, okay. IOP came into existence, I think, in May 2016, 
and since then has been going steadily on its own blockchain. So, Without it was, help, so, so, so it was never a token? No, we, we were never a token. We decided completely against that because we didn't want to be dependent on Ethereum or anything. We said, wow. so, so in that sense, our so blockchain I, is, is, is the, the state of IOP right now. We are yes. in the token state. People promise, okay, we have this coin that will be able to do this and this and this, but right now we are an Ethereum token. And so in that sense, we are in that same stage. We're saying we will have even more features later on, but right now we are just a simple proof of work blockchain. You see, okay. that's, that's kind of the same step as ERC20 tokens, but we want to want it to be independent from Ethereum. Of, co of course, of course, of course, of course. Uh, ERC20 tokens, that's the lazy way. Exactly. <laughs> that's the lazy way. Yeah, and, and when, when we uh, had this CryptoKitty episode, everybody actually noticed that it might actually be kind of a bad idea to uh, pressure 20,000 different cryptocurrencies onto one blockchain. But still, it does work. The system has survived. The system has survived, yes. And our blockchain has survived as well. So it's just two different uh, philosophies of actually going uh, through this stage. We don't have like okay. a bad opinion of people who use an ERC20 token. They they have some problems. We have some other problems. It's just of course. a question of philosophy. So, and then there is a question, an old question. So from Wilson. Can mm -hmm. he mine? That is probably one of the top questions coming from miners. Okay, so um, great question. Then Wilson. I have to explain how our consensus mechanism right now actually differs from uh, Bitcoin. So we're using double SHA-256. This will mean something to people who actually yes. mine coins. Yes. Yep. So in principle, the ASIC would be compatible to the IOP coin. In practice, however, um, it's a little bit more complicated because um, we came into existence as sort of a community project and um, we wanted to encourage uh, participation from people who are not actually inside the core development team. And the way we, uh, we did that was to say, okay, if you have a project, an idea, or some way to actually uh, spread the IOP vision, uh, enhance the project in your own way, then uh, you tell people about it inside our community servers. And okay. if people say, okay, that's a great idea. I want to, I think you should do that. Then actually um, our system grants a license to that person and you will be able to mine IOP. And this licensing mechanism uses just standard cryptographic signing, but this signing process is interweaved inside the mining of uh, this SHA this hashing. So um, you can't just SHA the block and then send it out. But um, before SHAing it, you have to sign it over and over again. And because you have to change the nonce, um, you, don't only, you not only have to hash it again, you also have to sign it again. And signing actually is not a simple process for ASICs. It's more of a CPU-involved process. So while we're still using the same uh, hashing algorithm, in every step, the block needs to be signed, which is a CPU-intensive solution. So you could use an S9, but the performance would be abhorrent. Okay. Because it's just, um, 
it, it cannot hash blocks faster than the CPU feeds it to it. And because the CPU needs to sign every block, the handoff to the S9 is actually very slow. ASIC, ASIC is actually, uh, most ASICs can, can contain three, uh, three boards with, with CPUs, don't they? Uh, well, they're, they're not CPUs in the sense. Uh, well, they are. Well, <laughs> they, they, of course, they are a central processing unit because they yes. are the only processing unit on that chip. But um, a, a CPU, in the sense I'm using the word, is a um, general purpose processing unit, which can do arbitrary work, with head, which has, um, uh, in, a, in a sense, large L1, L2, and L3 cache, so okay. can store bits of memory. Um, and processes like cryptographic signing actually use most of the L1 and the L2 cache. And because the ASICs in general have a very small uh, L1 cache, um, and because their CPU architecture is okay. not actually designed yes. for doing this process, they will be very slow at that. It's okay. much simpler to let the CPU do the signing and then let the ASIC do the hashing, which would, would generate much better performance. So, um, and but but still, uh, so you would say, if you get the license to mine, if you get the license to mine, then you would need both the USB miner and the computer, uh, the processor of your computer. Exactly. So um, for this reason also, uh, the general hash rate of the IoT network has stayed quite low. So um, people in our network actually are not using S9s or something. I, I think the S9 has something like 14 tera hashes per yes, second. Yes, 14, 14 and a half, yes. So uh, that's actually that's sort of the state of the art in the Bitcoin world, or probably okay. not. Probably yeah. Bitcoin has something like 100 terahashes. So um, the general state of the art USB miner you are using for IOP right now is a simple block eruptor um, with 300 mega hashes, which costs, I think, 50 euros or something on eBay. So that's state of the art because this uh, the signing process and this license, licensing mechanism has actually kept the mining race to an absolute minimum. We have it, it, it the hashing power is slowly rising, but much, much, much slower than actually on the Bitcoin network. So you would say, and so what are what are the limitations? Uh, just to explain the Wilson, I've heard that if you actually manage to get a mining license, I'm planning to apply for one. Mm -hmm. I understand I have to create a chapter or what, then we will have IBF chapter. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Just yes. create something that you think will add value to the IoT project. Exactly. I do. I do like your community. I do like your community. That, that's that's awesome. And no. but then there, if somebody manages to connect S nine mm -hmm. to the network, he will get he or she will get banned. Yes. No. Uh, no? Not in that simple sense. Um, you will not be removed from the network, but actually. Um, there, there's a period um, of 2016 blocks in which Bitcoin adjusts difficulty. Most miners okay. know that. Yes. And um, we take took that as inspiration, and we have a, a sort of a look back onto the chain. We look at the last 2016 blocks. Okay. And look at, okay, who has created how many blocks in the last 2016 blocks? 
And how many people are there actually that have a license? And so, for example, if you have 2016 blocks and you have 100 licenses, then that would mean there would be about 20 blocks per license on average created. Yes. And the system is designed in such a way that at double this amount, at 40 blocks per 2016 blocks, there's actually yes. a limit after which the rest of the nodes inside the network will not accept new blocks from you. Okay. So you will be able to mine faster than anybody else, but the system will say no. at some point, come on, slow down. Wait, <laughs> wait for your turn. Exactly. So it's, wow. it's, not, okay. it's not a hard limit. Um, it will stop for a block, and then it will wait until these 2016 blocks move on. And then at some point, this block you created right here at the end drops out, so you can create another block. OK. So if you reach this limit, then at that point, you could, use, you could still use an S9, but you would not gain more blocks than twice the average power of the network. So um, it's not really useful for you to use an S9. Why would you? It just wastes more electricity, consumes more power, generates more heat, uh, is much more expensive if it breaks. Just use something that is the same or a little bit better than everybody else, and you will be fine. You will generate the same amount of money, but you won't waste as much resources. Isn't, isn't that the thing that the crypto community is actually going towards? Freedom to people, freedom to force, freedom to experiments, freedom to everything. And if like, we want to keep, okay. if we want to, if we if we want to have a contest, who's the fastest, who's the best, go on. And you are more talking like a regulated European authority. Okay. <laughs> yes, I I know what you're talking about. Yes. Um, if I had the perfect system already, but I would change. It isn't it. absolutely bad at all. It isn't bad. It is just a different yeah. time. But I, but, I, but, I, 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 but I know what you feel that might be wrong with it or people might think. No, not, not wrong, not wrong, just different. And different. different, yes. Different. And in a sense, I have to, I have to say from my, from my own heart, I have to agree. If I had a better idea to, uh, to have a proof-of-work system that does not have a mining race, uh, is sort of fair to everybody, if, if I had an idea for that, I would create it right now. I don't have a proof of work system that does this. I'm actually working on the new consensus mechanism, and we hope that it will solve okay. all that. Yes. And we're not wasting resources on optimizing this proof of work system any further. Like I said, we are in the ERC20 token stage. And I think we're actually doing quite well. We have a nice enough consensus right now. Oh, I think you are so beyond ERC20 tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ah, horrible comparison. Horrible. <laughs> Come on, ERC, ERC20 tokens are nothing. They're just dust. They're just yeah, dust in, in, in the air. You've, you've got your own technology. You've got your own development team, like programmers, your own chapters. It is totally different story, totally different level of involvement. And we, and, and we sort of like to think that this all is an effect of choosing not to be an ERC20 token. Yes. <laughs> Here is, uh, here is Victor. If I can give you a story. So on 31st of August, 
Latvian chapter and Ingus were in London. Mm -hmm. And do you know I'm on they they did sign the first so Victor has got wave shops. Uh there is there is the logo, Alvini. Uh he's got a chain of wave shops in Ireland, physical shops. Uh, sorry, so what shops? Uh, I wa vaping, vaping, electronic cigarettes. Ah, vaping. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. vaping. And he started from no from nothing, from one online shop, then he opened his first physical shop. Now he's got five shops and five franchises and he and he said that he's ready to take iop in his shops in ireland so actually congratulations Great. for you guys you have yeah, your yeah. first awesome. place <laughs> in the world and not somewhere in venezuela or nigeria i do apologize guys if you are from that that region but still uh, just just as uh, to put yes. some more stuff out there we actually have uh universities in um I, i've heard, i've heard about that yes also in brazil we're yes. actually using IOP as a sort of um, enclosed economy inside of their campus system. So actually on campus payments can be done in IOP. And oh, okay, awesome. And of course, um, and also- um, I thought it was in Mexico. Yes, Mexico is, is the university right now and we're actually building something exactly like that in Brazil right now. Wow. Okay. And Ingus. And okay. also, we heard from uh, chapters inside the, the African countries that actually they are also already using IOP as an exchange between them. So, okay, um, awesome. I can say IOP is actually used. That that's the main. And, and you are, and you are comparing it with ERC twenty token. <laughs> Come on, shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> so, what about the question? And so, Victor is the the owner of the company. Yeah, so he's asking, uh, the idea is to create a P2P network to communicate between the users, isn't it so? And the answer is yes, that's exactly the point. Um, like I said before, we are not just the blockchain. We think cryptocurrency or crypto in general can move far beyond just exchanging value. We think, um, or we, we are using cryptography to allow peer-to-peer uh, -peer communication uh, encrypted by default, um, and completely secure from um, auditing or um, uh, message. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm always. And, and, and now we now we are into dangerous zones. I will in, I will interrupt here. How do you expect to do that? Uh, how do we expect to do what exactly? <laughs> Which part of what I just said? Everything. Everything. Okay, so you... let's start first by encrypted by default. I no, think no, no. Let, let us say totally anonymous. Uh, I, I never said, I, I think I never said anonymous, did I? Okay. Uh, if, if I said anonymous, I'm, I'm uh, not saying anonymous. Okay. Maybe then I heard it with my, or my yeah, brain. So, heard it. Uh, we, we said, um, so, so what so, I wanted to say, if, if I misspoke, I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. Uh, encrypted by default. Encrypted, uh, okay. Everything is encrypted already. Well, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's just a very necessary step everybody needs to take. Okay. Everything yes. should be encrypted by default. So peer-to-peer, person-to-person without a middle person. Exactly. So we want to How be is that from message interception. Yes. And also from message forging, and all of that can be achieved using cryptographic signatures. Okay. And we provide decentralized routing mechanisms to actually communicate directly person to person. 
Okay. Uh, but you say that uh, WhatsApp mm -hmm. is not peer-to-peer -peer system platform? WhatsApp is not a peer-to-peer -peer system. Correct. Right. Because there is a server or several servers that yes. are managed by WhatsApp Incorporated or Limited or whatever. And what and do if those servers do? To shut these servers down, then WhatsApp is dead. They might not decide it on their own. They might decide it because they are pressured into deciding that. Um, some external uh, power okay. might force them to shut them down. But if WhatsApp shuts down their servers, WhatsApp is dead. Nobody can use it anymore. So what do those servers do? These servers actually relay messages between end devices. So okay. if uh, you have a mobile device and you send a message yes. to WhatsApp, your phone communicates to, with, with a WhatsApp server, sends your message to that server, and that server forwards it to the new mobile phone. So this server is actually really necessary because your phone has no way to actually reach the phone of your Absolutely. friend. It does not know where it is, so it has to ask the server, and the server knows how to reach it. Okay, and how is your system different? Uh, our system uh, works using um, what we call um, the um, location network. So um, in our system, you have uh, what we call a home node. Um, this could be your own computer or computer of a friend or something, um, which acts as a gateway, sort of like your router, um, which is mainly just because running this directly on your mobile phone would consume way too much battery. And um, this home node actually um, relays your messages to you. So okay. um, now you might ask, OK, that's another computer. What What's the difference to a server of WhatsApp? Absolutely. And by uh, the way, WhatsApp has got more than one server. They've got exactly. a network so, of servers But as the well. point is, this is your own server or your friend's server. And um, if you decide to switch it off, you're only cutting off yourself from the network. And um, if enough people in this network actually run a node, like people run a Bitcoin node at this point, um, third parties would need to shut down all of these nodes to actually kill the network. Our network okay. is designed okay. in a way so that okay. if there's just one server, the, the network is still running. Then could you, uh, could you, uh, could you like illustrate the difference of a Bitcoin node and your node? Is it IOP node or is it? Uh, we call it a Mercury node right now, but Mercury it will, of course, okay. eventually yes. build up into an IOP node. Okay. And um, so what's the, what, what are the difference of nodes of the information that is actually stored on the computers? So, so a Bitcoin node um, relays and stores transactions in the form of blocks and the memory pool. Yes. Which Thank then you. morphed into the blockchain. And in the Mercury protocol, the servers will actually store uh, relations. Uh, of course, like I said, encrypted by default. So in the sense that, OK, I know this person, and this person knows that person. So if I want to connect to that person, if I am able to, if I'm cryptographically allowed to, I might ask this person where to get that person. And the nodes will communicate that information if the cryptographic signature message matches. So in that sense, the nodes store and communicate between each other how to reach certain parties inside the network. OK. 
that, that that's basically the, the the basis of information that needs to be stored. In that sense, you could uh, compare that to a DNS server. The DNS server says, okay, this host name belongs to this IP address. Absolutely, yes. And our servers basically say, okay, you want to connect to Adam. Adam is so, so you would you so you would say the home computers or office computers would actually serve as the network of DNS services. Exactly. You wouldn't need DNS services. You could use any computer and just being part of the network, you would uh, process DNS requests, DNS in your proximity, like people you are connected to, and other people would process the DNS requests about people they are connected to. And if I do not want to connect to anybody? You don't have to. I mean, nobody knows me. I hey, want to create, could... and I, I, I would love to create, let's say, or a person. Person. <laughs> John wants to create an anonymous account, totally anonymous account, for whatever reasons. Mm -hmm. And how can he connect to your system if he's not known to anybody? Uh, nobody is forced to run a full node, uh, full node in the sense that they um, uh, relay requests around the network. Um, the, um, if, if uh, what, what was his name, Frank? Now, okay, Frank, awesome name. Yes. Yeah, uh, an anonymous guy wants to connect to the network. Yes. Yes. He can basically do that. Um, he just has to know that if he is completely anonymous around the network and um, he has no connections at all, that it will be quite difficult for the network to actually pinpoint him. Um, if you are offline all the time and you only pop up in the network every few seconds, all over the globe, okay. then yes. um, the network will have a hard time to actually route requests to you or send messages to you. It will be able to, but it is a computationally more expensive problem, and you will have to expect delays. Can IOP influence the, I don't know, the, the processes of the nodes and the whole thing? how your DNS services work, decentralized DNS services. Can IOP, core developers, influence you mean, you, I, I the whole process? Influence. Yes, as, as Wilson put, puts up, puts up a, yes, a, a, good, a good thought that blockchain controlled by IOP company, this is more like private blockchain than decentralized. Yes, okay, so um, what Wilson is saying is, I think he's not referring to the Mercury protocol, but to the blockchain. Um, with our licensing system. And I think in a, in a sense, yes, he is sort of correct. Like I said, um, we want to move away. We are, we are planning to move away from that because we feel that we are still yeah. too centralized. But okay. um, if your question is aimed towards the Mercury protocol, no, the Mercury protocol is com completely free. There's uh, no one that is more equal than the others who can influence what transactions get relayed or anything. It's a completely free and open system. It is just a software. It's just a software. It, it's not and, even a and software. That, and, it's just a okay. communication protocol. It's HTTP. Yes. yes. Okay. And, and uh, it, sorry it, if I have to interrupt. My computer will die in a minute if I don't give it electricity. Okay, so, go on. Go on. Yeah, Get a plug. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great conversation. Thank you. Uh, Wow. Lingus, tik daudz informācijas, yeah. un pavisam, pavisam savādāk nekā mēs dzirdam. Nu, forši, yeah, yeah. super, super, super. 
Jā, viņš ir lielis, es viņu, es viņu satīk, ka paga, šovasar mēs bijām Berlīnē un viņš devā arī Jā. ļoti labu prezentāciju un tas bija vienkārši lielis. Wow. Es, es, pat, es pat nesaprotu ne vārda, godīgi sakot. Super. Man ir jānoskatās video vairākas yes. reizes. Un... Amon, we, we are saying wow. that this is fantastic. We've tried to understand what is IOP so many times. <laughs> and when a guy who doesn't know technology well enough tries to explain how a peer-to-peer network works. Yeah, I, I, I'm always saying, like, explaining it to someone who doesn't have a background in that yes. area, that actually, if you can do that, then you understood what you're actually talking about. It's, uh, like I said, I studied physics. One of the greatest physicists yes. of all time is Richard Feynman, and that's what he said. If you cannot explain it to a child, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Can you be locked out? Can the, your protocol be locked out? How do you implement that protocol? Um, okay, two questions. First question, can you be locked out? Um, if all of the network, literally all of the network, a million nodes all around the world decide that, I don't know, they don't like you anymore and they will not relay uh, requests to you anymore, then in principle, yes, of course. But that is true for any system. If there's some okay. line of code that says, okay, this profile don't connect, then of course you're locked out. Um, in a practical sense, there is no one or no entity that can lock you out. Um, well, how, how do those communications go through? Are they gonna go through a Chrome browser or through normal browsers? Or are you gonna have your own OS operational system? Um, so they're not Chrome-based. There's, uh, there's, uh, they're not using the existing browser framework. Yeah. Um, okay. We decided against that because of handshake issues. Um, I, I recently spoke to to another developer. He said something like, um, "There's still no browser that actually fully supports uh, two-sided TLS uh, authentication." Okay. I mean, I'm not, that, that's not my area, but if that's true, um, I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, TLS authentication basically means uh, I am myself and here's the proof. And for a secure communications, both parties actually have to make this proof. They have to prove that you are you and I have to prove that I am me. Yes. And then we can securely communicate. And if that cannot be exchanged uh, two-sided, uh, two then all of the communication is basically worthless. So, okay. so to answer your questions, no, we are not browser-based. Um, if you want to build an application on the Mercury protocol, you uh, currently have to attach to our SDK directly. Um, the SDK is there. It's not fully functional yet, um, but it's usable. You can actually route peer-to-peer -peer connections. Um, few small hacks, some details still missing. Um, so not what we would call production state at all, but you could tinker with it. You could already play around with it. Um, next step for us after finishing the SDK would be to basically build a basic framework that um, is sort of like the central hub, managing your own data, your own profiles, your relations. Um, think of it. And, and, and like that, that's, what, that's what we controlled by you. 
that software is, of course, controlled by us. Um, but the software, um, like all software we build, will be completely open source. So if we make a change to that software that you don't like, just don't follow along. Um, that's the same as the uh, as, as, as Facebook. As Facebook, you don't like it, you don't use it. Absolutely. Exactly. But, but <laughs> now, now comes the big difference. If yes. Facebook, uh, if Facebook actually changes something and moves away, and you don't want to use it anymore, uh, you lose everything. You have your friends on Facebook. You have memories there. You have connections. Maybe you have some conversations that you would like to access. If you stop using Facebook at that point, they're gone. Oh, well, you can download them, them all you easily can download and then delete your Yeah, OK. In the, in the sense that, of yes. course, you can still read the conversation. You see, I, I'm, I'm, on, I, I'm trying to understand the, the technology side, how it can, you can provide. In this age of global technology, when there are some smaller data centers and then there is like like a world data center, mm -hmm. world data center. And if you try to if you will try to implement your protocol on Windows or or Apple computers, then just two of two of those corporations have to shake their hands and say we will not allow to introduce this thing. And well, the warnings will come. Apple is 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 a. It's a different story because, um, for example, iOS is a closed system. Um, but in the current but state, that that is not important. Windows computer, yes. every Mac OS computer, every Linux computer, still allows you to run arbitrary software. Okay. Uh, so, sorry. So, actually, actually, the we were going a bit in a different direction. So let's let, let us return back. How can I talk peer to peer? Can I talk peer to peer with Ingus? Today, using your protocol today. We have a prototype that's working. Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, it's not very user-friendly. You that, have that's to okay. like, be online and press the button at the same time. <laughs> and that's, that's OK. That's OK. But yes, in principle, it's working. Okay. You can use it. Wow. Fantastic. So how does it work? What do I need? What do I need for that? A mobile phone, a computer, or? A, a wire and um, actually this. you need um, a computer and you need um, a code editor and you need to write your own code <laughs> so <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> okay so okay like I said uh, like I said we have an SDK and it's in principle working uh, missing uh, some cryptographic authentication features and some handshake stuff all along and it still has a few hacks that don't actually work in the way we intended to use it. But in principle, we have a few prototypes, um, prototype apps that actually use this SDK to allow peer-to-peer -peer communication. Uh, communication, maybe not in the sense that uh, you would think about in the sense that, hey, Ingus, how are you? Here's a nice GIF, look at it. We're not at that stage yet. Basically, um, our first prototype app is what we call the button. You press the button, and the other guy's phone says, hey, someone pushed the button. OK. <laughs> okay. But, it's, but it's communication in a decentralized way. So we're actually it, quite it, it, it was important to get that first message through, actually, to get that button. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now, now we know it's working. We yeah. know that there can be a message sent. Now we can start sending actually meaningful messages. 
Okay, so I need a computer once again with uh, Linux, Windows, um, whatever. We're building in Rust. So um, Rust, I think, will run on both Windows, Linux, uh, Mac OS. Okay. Uh, so any computer. Any computer. Um, code editor. Uh, sorry? And then I need a code editor, or the code exactly. will be provided. Use a code editor, go to GitHub, download our yes. uh, Mercury SDK, and start tinkering with the code. Um, I'm not sure if our prototype apps are also on GitHub, um, because, again, that's not my area. Um, I don't want to promise anything. Like I said, the SDK is there. Uh, you okay. could use it for communication on your own. Um, we will be making available the prototypes, uh, which can be just downloaded, then compiled and run. Uh, definitely, we will, we will make them available. I don't think they are available on GitHub right now. Please don't quote me on that. So currently, download the code. Uh, all the appropriate routines okay. in the SDK. So let, maybe I, let me back I, no, 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 I want to see the banner of IOP. What were they, the punch words? What were the punch words? Decentralized? What, what were the punch words? Like like the main three things of IOP? I have Ingos? to check myself, actually. <laughs> so uh, what we're saying is saying uh, decentralized and censorship resistant. Okay, yes. so decentralized, decentralized, then censorship, censorship uh, resistant. Resistant, okay. That's exactly the point I was talking about. There's no central server or uh, infrastructure point that you could deactivate uh, because okay. uh, some corporation pays you enough money or government forces you to. Um, that could actually destroy a service on the IOP network. Like I said, um, when you choose not to use Facebook anymore or Facebook stops existing, okay. your, your data is not in a usable state anymore. You still can see in the downloaded data, okay, you are friends with Sarah, but you cannot contact her because the framework is gone, Facebook is dead, or you just don't want to use Facebook anymore. Um, and how your, system an will, how, your, how your system will be different. Do you expect, do you expect a possibility by using Mercury protocol to be able to connect like my computer and can I send a message directly to Sarah who is on Facebook? That's the goal. That's exactly the goal. Um, and then I can send to John, uh, to John who is on WhatsApp and then I can send a message to Frank, who is exactly. on Telegram. Who is on Telegram. And I hate Telegram to my guts. I physically hate it. <laughs> exactly. That's the goal. So you have a profile, and your profile is not a Facebook profile or a WhatsApp profile or a um, Telegram profile. It's a okay. Mercury profile. And it can store, in, in a sense, arbitrary data. If you use Facebook, for example, what, what type of data? What, ty what type of data? What type of data will be saved there? Uh, arbitrary data. Like, for example? Uh, like, for example, if I want to store that I am friends with Sarah, I put this snippet of information into my profile. And if I then use Facebook, something like Facebook, this app, 
will be able to access this information because I allow this application to access this information. And thus, this application can actually relay messages between me and Sarah. If I now choose to use a different application, this new application can access this same snippet of information. That means I am connected with Sarah. We both allow communication. And this new application can now relay the messages. And if Sarah doesn't allow, uh, so, and if Frank is not connected to Sarah, but John is, then John can communicate to Sarah, but Frank cannot. Exactly. Frank can maybe ask Sarah, like for example, there might be Oh a... my God. It means every profile has got so many, so, so much information, so much information. Exactly, this relational... And then, let, let, us say, let us say you are in Berlin. Let us say Sarah lives in Berlin. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the population of Berlin? Eight million? Ten? <laughs> Sorry, like I said, I'm bad with numbers. <laughs> Okay, like, okay, let us say let us say 10 million, the population of London. For, for example, in Berlin, let us say 10 million people. What yeah, would be say, the... Uh, well, actually, I, let me check. Um, yes. Berlin is 3.5 million. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Berlin. <laughs> Beautiful town. <laughs> town. Um, yes, city. Uh, and Berlin, 3.5 million people. Let us say 50% of them do you do adapt your mm -hmm. your protocol it means everybody needs a computer running the node or full mm -hmm. node no depend, depend, depend. just no. having no they don't need a computer they can use a mobile device anything like a simple user of the network who, who will who will store all that data all that data i'm not talking about small villages mm. where there are like 50 people i'm talking about Actually, a city of three million people. Yeah, actually, that's not a lot of information because, um, for example, just me for myself. If I have, let's say, I'm saying it is not lots of information. No, actually, it's not. If you think about it in a decentralized way, I go on. I know, go on. Let us see. Let us run a test. Okay. I know a thousand people, so I have, let's say, a thousand relations. I can store proofs for these relations, which are on the order of a few hundred bytes not but you, you are talking about node i'm talking about the master node you did mention the word master node as well uh, so, yeah, uh, so, I, I, so so i'm uh, full, full nodes sorry yes full nodes so there will be nodes and full nodes uh nodes are uh, they contain uh information just of local people yes exactly and full nodes, full nodes no will contain stores. the information on whole network Oh, no. Not every node on the network stores all information. Okay. Uh, the nodes on the network sto store information that is locally necessary. So they have local relations, and other computers have other local relations. And um, okay, if I, for example, um, I live in Germany. Yes. I fly to Chicago for. For a trip, something I, I meet someone there, yes, and yes. I want to I want to call him later uh, okay. in the evening in the hotel. I let's say, hey, let's meet up, let's get a drink. Yep. So my home node probably is still back in Germany. Um, maybe if I would be in America longer, I might uh, switch to another home node, and his home node is in America. So um, my home node 
in, in Germany does not know who he is or how actually to reach him exactly. Okay. But if he gave me his profile, like, hey, contact me, then this profile will contain enough information for my home note to actually find out who it can ask about him. So it says, well, basically, here's my profile. My name is John, and I live in Chicago, and my home note uh, is in this area. So my home note in Germany can actually request in America, hey, I'm looking for this and this home note, so something that has a relationship to John in Chicago with this and this profile hash. And then the notes inside of America will figure it out between themselves and then actually say, hey, you're looking for this note. And then the, the note in Germany will send the request to John's note and then we will uh, make this peer-to-peer -peer relation. So the profile, so if I want to contact you, you don't just give me a phone number, but you give me parts of your profile, enough information that I know how to actually route towards you. And what would they be, what that information uh, that's basically um, the first actually being your public key. Um, public key? In, okay. the, in the Mercury protocol, uh, identities are organized around private and public keys, like we know from cryptocurrency. Okay, so, so not, not IP addresses, but public, key, uh, public and private keys, okay? Exactly. So you are okay. you because you own your private key. Oh, okay. I see. I, um, I see it, yes. So you give out this public key. And you give up uh, enough information about um, your home node uh, or uh, your gateway in, into the network. So basically saying, okay, um, this is my profile. This is stored here currently. Um, to get a direct connection to me right now, contact a profile server that has this information. And um, I, I don't know if anyone here has actually heard about um, uh, so-called content address networks. So... Um, no, I haven't heard about them, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking there are so many things I'm, I'm on. And the security issues, the security issues. That's the beauty of, of Telegram, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. uh, they create actually a, they generate a key on, on both sides of, of both recipients. And that is the one-time key, is it? In your case, there will be constant keys, public key. I, and uh, no, the thing is, um, and, and um, then the, the, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, is it GDPR compliant or not? The more I hear that well, some data is contained. The nice thing is, yes, it's completely GDPR compliant because you're not actually storing data about any. They're all storing their data themselves. And well, you, 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 are, you, are storing, you are storing public, uh, public key. Oh, okay. You're storing so, public keys and then encrypted information. Yes. You're storing nothing. But oh, encrypted or not, encrypted or not, uh, if you are creating... Uh, some data that gives you access to somebody else, you are liable. You are liable to explain where you are, where, like where, where is it stored? What is the security of your computer? What is security of that? That that. Once you hold a key to somebody's identity or information, well, you you. So first, 
this is really a complicated issue you're you're trying to uh, or, or or am i totally wrong look i'm on if i'm totally wrong that's fine i just see the now those keys as, as tunnels as tunnels direct tunnels for the users or direct direct channel and if somebody if somebody uh if somebody gets my keys if somebody gets my keys they can spam or they can do whatever they want to, to all those users uh, okay so um you're actually talking about uh three Something. four five different topics that all so, sorry are i do apologize quite, uh the topic say, is interesting thank you in their own sense and okay. uh we have been thinking about them quite a bit and i think we came up with very great solutions for all of them okay but really they're like four or five different things so the first thing <laughs> so, sorry about that let me maybe um explain a bit more how uh, mercury actually organizes information yes so um most people have seen a mobile or a hardware wallet that generates its private and public key pairs using a seed, a seed mostly a word phrase, 24 words. Um, okay. Most people in the crypto world have seen that. If not, um, these 24 words actually encrypt, um, sorry, not encrypt, uh, describe a number, a very large number, which okay. actually then used to generate your first private key from that. Then there's a cryptographic mechanism uh, by which the software derives more and more key pairs from this one master key. So um, you have the seed, but this seed is not actually used as your private key. Instead, um, it's using sort of a tree um, of derivations of private key, which is completely um, deterministic. Okay. Uh, and then you pick one of the private keys that is generated at point 44, so 44, 44th uh, step of the tree, then zeros, then number one, and goes through this tree, and this is the private key you use. Okay. So, and what you then give out is not the private key of that, but only the public key, and not even really the public key, but just the address of this public key. So, and if for some reason this private key would become known, then you absolutely control over that part of the tree, but the rest of the tree is still fully intact. And because in every step of this tree, there are, I think, two to the 120, large number i have no idea how large but yeah, that's fine that's absolutely if you fine. go like three steps down the tree and use a private key there and somebody would for some reason get access to that private key you still have enough uh space in the tree left to actually generate more private keys so that's step number one okay um, yes does make sense absolutely yes so okay. still if you use something like that for encrypting your profile, then you would have a problem if somebody would get access to that private key or knew how to encrypt, uh, how to decrypt the data. So that's why uh, when you actually give someone information, you're not just giving him your private key. Um, you're actually saying, okay, I have this information. I know how to decrypt it. Locally, you decrypt and encrypt it with his public key and say, here's the data, you know how to read it. 
Okay, yes, that's how the keys so work. So you're not yes. actually passing keys around, you're just using the public key from the recipient to encrypt the message. Yes. So that's step number two. Okay. And uh, step number three is that, um, I think there might be even four steps. Um, because we are always encrypting uh, data on request, we know specifically what data we allow access to. So if I have a profile that has relations to a thousand friends and some app requests access to that, I can say, well, I'm giving you access to some of it, but not all of it. If you want more, you have to ask again, or I might, might never give you more. I might give you their names, but not their telephone numbers. I might give you my name, but not my telephone number. I might give you my age, but I might not. I might only say, well, I'm above 30. That's all I'm giving you. And um, because all this data is always encrypted using a new public key pair, um, there's no information exchanged between the parties that actually would allow them to gain access to more information. Every new piece of data needs to be requested completely by itself. And if for some reason one of your profiles would become compromised, just switch to another profile. You can uh, transfer the data you wanted uh, you want to transfer and store it inside because you, of course, know how to decrypt the profile and then publicly announce that this profile has now become compromised and needs to be uh, ignored by your friends. Uh, once your friends remove this old profile from their friends list, it becomes a stranger again. Um, in, in that sense, there, sh there are really only a few, <laughs> Absolutely, few yes, states yes. of profiles. They either are friends Yes. Or oh, there are strangers. Of course, you and, could and then if you think your, your data has been compromised, and then you just generate, generate the key, and all your contacts are strangers immediately. But but you you still know how to contact them. You, okay, so you can't you can contact them. They cannot contact you. Okay. Exactly. So you say, hey guys, my profile has become compromised. Contact me on this new profile, and here's the proof that I'm really me. And then look, you, all I see, it is a new way of of communication, and or a different one, or, or a different way, a different WhatsApp, a different WeChat, different Telegram. Yes, I don't see any. I don't see any chance for you to connect to connect your technical solution or your technical idea to to apps like WhatsApp, Viber. Telegram, face, Facebook, or or, or si simple things like tweet, like tweet, Twitter messages. I can't see. Uh, can you can you see can you see a possibility to? You mean like uh, that WhatsApp the company or Telegram the company will actually use our product? We'll, we'll, we'll adapt. Yes, we'll adapt it and say okay. Well, if you guys if you guys are using if you guys are using this system, that's okay. Our users will be able to receive the messages and send them out the uh, same way. I don't think they will change. Um, so then, uh, so why then are you doing that? You said you well, want to create a platform that will allow people to contact each other on WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever they want to, or Telegram. If they will not adapt your solution, well, uh, how did Telegram why? come in existence? Telegram came into into existence because there was a need for encrypted yes. communication. WhatsApp didn't provide that at the time. 
Telegram came into the market and people were moving over to Telegram. And at some point, WhatsApp said, okay, we need end-to-end -end encryption because everybody's using it. Yes. They're still only encrypting chat data and not metadata, but it seems to be good enough for people right now. They say, well, I don't really have anything to hide. Message encryption is fine. Uh, metadata, for people who don't know what metadata is, uh, metadata means who is talking to who. This is not encrypted on WhatsApp. Um, people say, well, the FBI can know I'm talking to my mother. That's perfectly fine. Um, for people in the US, that might be fine, but there might come a point where people actually feel, and there are people around the world living in societies where they actually feel the need to hide from third parties who they are talking to. And I think um, the more and more uh, third parties and governments and big corporations encroach on our personal data, the more people will feel the need to actually get more secure communication. Telegram was a first step and a great step for, for that matter. And um, blockchain is a completely unrelated territory, but also a first step in the right direction, in the direction of I control my data. I give it out only when I want to give it out. And I think the more people feel the, the purpose of that, why we actually need that, the more people will adapt and at some point, corporations like WhatsApp will have no chance but to either offer the same kind of protection or lose users. And still, and still, though, in the beginning, you said uh, it is a solution for cross-platform communications. And in reality, it seems that, well, it will not be. As you mean because we're because because we're, because, because those probably because those companies will will not adapt your your suggestions they will not they will not introduce them and you will you you you, you will you will meet you will meet a need you will meet a need to create your own app and that's it you will need your own app and it it will be like there is a WeChat yeah, you, you're basically saying well we have fourteen different computer connectors and. Why isn't there one standard? Let's create another one, and then one year later, everybody says, "Well, now we have 15." No, 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 no. You won't get me there. No, no, absolutely not. In the beginning, you said it would be awesome, and it is technically possible for a person from from like Telegram user to send a message to WhatsApp user. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry if I maybe expressed myself wrongly there. Whenever I'm talking about conversation and. Bloody yes. interesting, yes. Fine. If I'm talking about Telegram and WhatsApp on our platform, yes. um, I'm always saying something like Telegram, something okay. like so, something like something okay. like Facebook. If there's, okay. yes. if there's something like Facebook on our platform, and there's something like WhatsApp on our platform, which okay. has no relation, and I know how to communicate with somebody on Facebook, I automatically can communicate them with them over WhatsApp. And I can even use WhatsApp. WhatsApp on my side uh, to connect to them to something like Facebook on their side. Okay. But yes, it's not the current Facebook. I mean, we would be glad if Facebook said, hey, IOP protocol, that's <laughs> awesome. We want to be on that. 
and we'll give you, I don't know, 50 million US dollars <laughs> push development forward. We would be glad. But uh, the problem with that is always if you get big money, you always um, quite often, always quite often. not always, quite often. <laughs> yeah, you quite often run into exactly the problem that I was talking about. Um, suddenly there's a central point of failure. Uh, there, there's there's an entity that can either be pressured or on its own pressure other participants in the system into uh, changing the rules or bending the rules in a sense that serves only them. For example, Facebook. Facebook is the number one company profiting from data protection guidelines because they have hundreds of lawyers who tell them exactly how to manage them and they can actually pay these lawyers. A small firm managing, I don't know, plumbing or something here in Germany uh, has only uh, uh, one actual plumber and maybe one secretary and maybe uh, one guy who's learning how to be a plumber. And yes. now they have to actually pay a lawyer to do their data management. They are the ones who are losing. Facebook is not worried at all. If anything, Facebook is now happy because if anybody wants to build a social media platform, the first thing they have to pay is a hundred. Do you think so? Do you think so? I think I, Facebook. I, I actually, I actually think that. Have you read uh, Atlas Shrugged? Uh, I, I know the book. I haven't read it. No. Uh, okay, and you probably you've seen an excerpt of the movie or something. Um, but, yeah. But the idea is, I'm just waiting for the moment where Zuckerberg will say, "Well." If you will, the doors are closed. Yeah. Create your own. Create your own Facebook. Use the MySpace. The problems. The problems. The problems. Those guys are going through. Just so much criticism. I don't think he needs it. I, no, I would. I, but, but, but but that's that's a different question. And that's a different question. And still, okay. So that is the Mercury Protocol. And how does it connect to blockchain? You are guys. How many products have you got? How many? How many what? Sorry. How many products have you got? How many brands? You've got titanium, titanium. Yes. Uh, no, so, sorry. So, um, if you look at you English shirts, there's actually the IRP and there's the Libertaria Initiative, and um, Libertaria Initiative is sort sort of a philosophically related project. Okay. But uh, well in a technology sense only distantly related so they're building um the titania os which is basically um an operating system which provides the building blocks for uh secure cryptographic communication cryptocurrency um everything you need and they actually will implement our mercury protocol on top of their operating system because they feel it is a great addition to their philosophy and we feel it's a great partnership, okay. but um, okay. IOP is actually not building the Titania OS. The Mercury protocol will run on all platforms. Um, we just think that the idea of actually building an operating system that is from the ground up interconnected with this protocol is a great idea. So that's not our product. That's okay. another. Who will, so be, uh, who will be maintaining that protocol, development of that protocol? Um, so in the beginning, of course, us, um, in the sense of the IOP community and the IOP, uh, every every uh, developer involved in the IOP uh, project. Okay. 
Um, it's open source. Um, like Bitcoin, everybody is welcome to actually um, participate in the coding, uh, make pull requests, suggest feature and enhancement and all that. Su suggest um, to whom? Suggest to whom? Uh, yeah, okay, okay. So I, I know where you're getting at. No, of no, course, that's, that's absolutely fine. Look, look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking for the world to be black and white and, or just all, all, all fluffy and nice. Yeah, yeah, but but I, I I'm 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 always saying I know what you're getting at because I feel the pressure in the same points. I know what you're getting at. I yes. I know that that's a problem actually. Who if we are controlling the code, then we're basically yes. saying okay, this is what goes and this is what because you as I can see that you guys are actually the main vulnerability. You guys. Yeah, of course. We you are. guys are the main vulnerability. Nobody has to hunt down the whole network. Exactly. They just have to take down uh, through, uh, like, somebody has to pressure three developers, three core developers, like Merkel's friends. What What is your, what are those guys called? You've, you've, you've got your own. Sorry? The BND. BND and Germans are really tough. But, but actually, and, and, I, I know, I, I know no the new, of the BND. Now Germans and now Germans, like two weeks ago, Germans declared that they will be building their own security department, and it will not be European. It will be their own. Yeah. This is this is the first move of that type that has happened for for years within the within the limits of European Union. You are actually going. You are saying. We don't care what the European Union says or does. We are building our own department of security. And so they, those guys can come to your visit, to come to your office. They visit you. You will give them all the access, everything. You will implement every change they will suggest. And then uh, those changes will be adapted. Yeah. The, I, over I, the, I, well, that's and that's it. That's why Satoshi Nakamoto chose to stay completely anonymous. He, he just yeah, put yes, one yeah, out yeah, there. And yeah, says, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do it. And nobody, nobody knows why he wanted to be anonymous. But all the, all those are assumptions. But but that was that is a really really good assumption. Really good assumption. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, in the end, that's basically our goal. At some point, we want to say, okay. guys, this is what yes. we have built please take it away from us because if we still control it then we are the central point of failure we don't want to be that because we know that in in the end people are always the weakest link but i think that if if, if our protocol comes to a point like http yes. um if we arrive if we at some point arrive at the state of linux for example then we will we'll have a point where it will not be broken if 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 somebody now comes and takes over Linux and develops it in a direction that doesn't fit what the people want, there will be other people take over Linux. Who oh, make but, Linux. but there, it has happened already. There are several versions versions of Linux. Exactly, and you can use one of them or the other. They all follow yes. different philosophies, and they all are in a sense compatible to each other. And no. at the same point, they are all centralized. All of them, every every and each of them, they are centralized. 
They yes. are. Yes. Bitcoin is centralized as well. I, uh, do you I, think so? I think so, yes, because uh, there, there still is a central code repository uh, maintained by the Bitcoin core developers. And okay. just that they don't accept into the Bitcoin core uh, version are not made do not make it into official Bitcoin clients. But then, but then they vote for the inclusion. They do because they choose to. They could just well, say, "Here's course, a new well, version." Well, of course, feature, take it or die. And if most come people on, come on, come <laughs> on, okay, yeah, yeah. But but I I think you're you know what I'm getting at. They could do that. They don't do that do because people yeah. would just say you're crazy. You don't. You shouldn't do that. And that's because they choose not to do that, but they put out voting mechanisms. Okay. And, and in your case, nobody should attack you because you are in the in the very beginning of development stages. We hope so. I mean, you are, if yes. there comes now a drone flying behind me and shoots me in the head, and I can't do it. <coughs> oh, touch wood. Shoot the drone first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, th that's a problem, I think, in every project that chooses, to, uh, that aims to uh, disrupt um, something as basic as internet communication or communication at all. Um, the weak links are always the developers. If you pressure the developers yes. enough, then the project will become compromised. It, it's just like it. And but that's that's, that's always that's always always always. You are you are absolutely you are absolutely right. Yes, it applies to everybody and everything. We just hope Why? that we reach a state where the project itself is powerful enough that yes. if people start pressuring us, the project lives on its own. That's our goal. Uh, one, one second, oh, one second, uh, Amon. Uh, Merita, Merita said, uh, once again, over here in IBF, we are here just to explore, to explore, to share our opinions and invite awesome and fantastic people like Amon today and Ingos. And we, we are blessed to, to have you, really, thank you. One mm -hmm. thing, we will never, ever, never, ever say that mass script is good. Stay away. First coin, one coin, mass script. Stay away. And then, if you still want to invest in it, take all your money you have. Put it, put that in. And but please do not post those links over here on IBF and Merita knows this law. <laughs> okay, so sorry. I so, yes, then uh, why do you need why do you need blockchain? Um, I wouldn't say we need blockchain, we need a layer that allows us to exchange value. And currently, the system that has the, the one decentralized system that has already emerged on this planet is blockchain. But it's not the only th only one. Um, for example, Yota is doing this Tangle stuff, which is not really 100% working right now. Okay. But it's an idea. So we don't need blockchain. Um, saying we need blockchain is like saying we need horse carriages. We don't need them. We have cars now. It's better. Yes. Yes. Um, but we need a layer that allows us to exchange value securely and trustless. But blockchain is more for for uh, for storing uh, for storing transaction historical uh, transactions. That that's the that's the, is actually the mission of blockchain, isn't it? That's, that's the mission of blockchain. But I mean, in that sense, 
blockchain is just a storage solution, um, a storage solution that works, that creates a decentralized ledger, a database yes, that yes. pretends to be immutable, is somewhat immutable, very at hard. At the moment it is, yes. And um, in that sense provides a sense of security for something like monetary transactions. That's not something that is exclusive to blockchain. There are other technologies that can do that. And if we find another technology like that, that is that might even be a better layer to exchange value. But I think uh, okay. those are maybe the, the two most basic parts of every um, human interaction. There's simple communication and then the exchange of goods and values. So simple communication and exchange of goods. And I think those two are very interrelated, and I think that they should be not be part of the same uh, protocol. That that's why we actually choose to not build Mercury Protocol on blockchain, which is um, completely different from projects like blockchain, uh, Blockstack, or I um, also also think Holochain is doing something like that. They're actually doing all network communications on the blockchain, which means. If you're exchanging uh, questionable messages with your girlfriend, for example, sorry if I, I'm putting words in your mouth. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. The yes. hypothetical person is exchanging hypothetical uh, questionable messages with his hypothetical girlfriend. Yes. Um, why should that be on blockchain? Is that first, um, is that of any importance to the history of mankind? Does this need to be stored for all time? My answer would probably be no. No. Not all yes. communication is uh, important for the future. And second, should it even be stored for all eternity? Well, because the FBI and Mossad and, and, and Russian services would disagree. All the information, actually, from the perspective, from the perspective of security services. Mm -hmm. And all that communication has to be stored, at least on their servers. Well, I disagree. <laughs> Why? Why? Let us say, touch wood. There is a bombing in. Uh, there is a bombing in Berlin. Let us say. Mm -hmm. Not a fun fact, and let us hope it will never, never, ever happen again. Yeah. Th th those times that, that that were like sixty years ago. That that was those were horrible times, and. Sides the, the horrible things to each other, but let us say there is a terrorist thing. Then, then, then this. Uh, so, why do they need to record all those conversations? Then they can follow up. Then they, then they have to start from one point, and then they will follow up who was talking to whom, and they'll they will be able quickly, exactly, find to find, find who is who and to isolate that person today. And today, that is the only mechanism and the only way how that is possible. And why is it bad? I would say well, an, uh, being anonymous is actually bad. It is a threat to our security. It is a threat to your security, to my security. I've got four girls. I've got four daughters. And I am actually against anonymity. Mm. I'm, I, I'm, I, I am against that. And 
And yes. um, what what you actually presented right now is the the number one or the standard argument that security services use to yes. to uh, um, validate their actions and to um, to to give a reason for why they're actually doing what they do. Yes, and, 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 that, and that they are crossing the borders. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But they are again. They are in that ERC twenty stage. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> they are there as well. They are just okay. developing. They just so, noted their departments. I would say that um, whatever wrongdoings of a single person uh, happen, and as bad as they may be, yes, um, they never uh, give third parties the right to encroach on the individual rights to themselves. Not to some rights about like, I don't know, uh, free access to housing or access to money, but control over yourself, over stuff that you own, over stuff that you created. Um, nothing what another person does um, gives a third party the right to encroach on your body and what belongs to you that, i i know that's a philosophical standpoint and, and that is that is a thing that is a thing you are saying third party but it is not actually the third party it is the body it is the mechanism of the country where you do live and yes, there are philosoph philosophies that the countries are really do not exist and blah, blah, blah. Still, you live in Germany. You live yes. in Germany and country is run and the country has got this mechanism, the, the bare bones and so storing all the all the data, all the conversations. It is part of, of the security of, of the security mechanism. And it is not a third party anymore. Third party is whether Vodafone or what do you, what have you got? Tell, some telecommunications companies, what you have. If they are storing information, that is one thing. But if those companies are giving access to, to government body, to access that, that information. Government bodies are not third parties, are they? I'm, I, I'm sorry, I, I disagree because uh, yes. what actually makes a government different from a third party? I, I never could answer that question to myself. I, I never found a point where I actually say, okay, this is a fundamental difference between uh, the government acting uh, by laws and uh, their statutes through the executive and um, another organization. Okay. Okay, that's that's fine. It it is totally different. Uh, it is a totally different. Uh, we we could talk about that for for. Yeah, each. I, I know. You, say, you, 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 you October fest will not be enough for that. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> and it's perfectly fine. I I um. Yes, I, I I think that um, every every everyone has has of course the right to his own opinion and is free of to course. do whatever he wants and what he believes yes. as long as he doesn't uh, uh, intrude the freedoms of other people. Exactly, intrude the freedom yes. of others. So um, I'm perfectly happy that we're disagreeing right now. I'm just saying that just from our perspective, having, having different opinions. Yeah. Exactly. So, so from our, from from my perspective of the world, or from the 
perspective of the people inside our project. Yes. We believe that um, achieving uh, censorship resistance and um, communication that is resilient towards spying from third parties, including or also including government agency is something desirable. And because we think that this is desirable, we're working on our project. So, and your protocol will allow for everybody to use their computers safely, to have safe communications. Safe and secure communications, right? Even, even on Windows computers. Even on Windows, well, that's a good point because the end point is always vulnerable. That's like absolutely the, yes. the basic of cryptography. If, if you give me an encrypted message and I decrypt it for myself, at that point, it's decrypted. Everybody can read it if yes. they get access to that message. I you, have, cannot, you cannot have I a healthy hand, hand or a healthy leg on infected body. You just cannot. So sorry, I, I acoustically I, I couldn't understand you. Say it again, please. Now, if your if the whole body is infected, yes, you cannot have a, a healthy or uninfected finger, or a hand or a leg or something. I'm just thinking, you know. You're you're basically saying it's doomed. I, I'm 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 yeah. I'm saying if you if you want to do something like that, you will need your own your own OS system. Yeah. Your own your own chips, our processors, you will need all the software that is in the computer. It has to come from the central body, your central body. And again, it will not be decentralized. As, no, as, as black, there are black phones. There are black phones. There are black phones. Have you heard of black phones? Black phones. Yes, a black black yeah. phone. Actually, yes. So the American company after what was after that that guy was taken, uh, Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden was using the email a uh, totally an anonymous email system. I think Snowden was it. Yes, yes. And so that that company actually did close down, and they went to Switzerland and they joined forces with a similar company in Switzerland, and they created black phone, and so totally secure messages about and they are using android that is mm -hmm. rebuilt or something and and still again is the question are they yeah you really... have to trust them yeah I, I i mean we can make it as hard as humanly possible that's that's the goal i mean um there are so many variables in the system like you said you have to control the chips you have to control the computer of course but, um I mean, don't you? We we might agree that at that at the current stage, it's just way too easy. Okay, so so you would so you would make the process much more difficult. Exactly. Much more difficult. Okay. Much. I mean, if you would want to actually um, audit all communications, you would really have to go to Intel and force them to make their processors in a way that they would relay all decrypted information to they, they, they've done it before yeah i know they've done it before yes <laughs> but already um, yes but we are we are actually now talking not about building uh for example a simple backdoor that actually allows the installation of some software we're actually yes. 
talking about building a chip that automatically transfers all information it uh, processes, okay. which is sort of a hard thing to do, I think. So um, the, the problem is, or the, the process of auditing or uh, invading privacy will just get harder and harder and harder for uh, unauthenticated, uh, unauthorized listeners. Okay, yes. That makes sense. Did you notice that you said that? Uh, so, so the main thing is Mercury, yes? That will be the main thing. Mercury, yeah. so Mercury stands above all on IOP, yes? Or not? Well, below, but yes, because it's the basis of everything. But I, I know what you're getting at. Yes, <laughs> is, is that yes? And so, so that would be that would be the base of everything. Will be the Mercury protocol. Yes. Yes. And you just uh, five minutes ago you said Mercury is not planning to use blockchain. What will happen to IOP coin after? Um, well, I've been talking about this before. Um, we have a consensus change planned for okay. the foreseeable months. Um, it's very hard to plan because it's a completely new idea, like um, proof of work. Uh, um, uh, well, one second, can you actually disclose this information? Look, now you are talking about proper information. Now now, now you are giving out information for traders and something. Um, I, I'm, I'm interrupting. Do you understand why I did interrupt you? Yeah, I know you're... Are you allowed to talk about these things? Look, for, for me, this will be awesome to hear to hear this. But still, yeah, so, I, I do love your community. Yes. I know it is very vulnerable. So, yeah, I, 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 I know that this might be some sensible information, but we have disclosed this information before, so it's awesome. Fantastic. Um, so, traders, listen now closely. There is a consensus change coming up. I cannot... Yeah. And I, I really do not have information about the concrete date of when okay. we will implement this change, but we will be moving away from a proof of work system, okay, and um, actually move to a consensus mechanism that is um, more uh, more deeply rooted in traditional uh, BFT theories. Uh, BFT is Byzantine fault tolerance. Um, I'm cool to sell that, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, um, I'm, I'm just thinking about how to present this in a way that I don't have to talk about this for half an hour so I'm anybody not, uh, actually oh, gets yes. anything. Uh, we are actually two hours in, so we should, at some point, we should finish yeah, the so, conversation. So, so yes. but, but anyway, so, so there will be consensus change soon. Uh, yeah, so, the, if, if, if I say soon, people will expect something like a month. Of course, it, it's still in development, and okay. I uh, currently have no timeline. Yes. Um, other than that, um, we are actively working on it, and it's it's coming. In yeah, like I said, sorry, I cannot say much more because okay. um, uh, the process to actually uh, get a completely new network. Fully functioning and secure, up and running, I mean, is quite involved. We we have does it, does money it on the platform. If okay. something is not working completely correctly, then we have a big problem. So, okay. we need to be really, really safe, and we need have several stages of testing still planned ahead of us. 
but absolutely will work to a new consensus in and once you will come up with something new there'll be shitloads sorry of people who will want to prove that you are idiots just because Yes, of course. There are, there are always those people just, I, I don't know, what's, what's behind that's them. That's why we haven't released too much detail about the new yes. consensus yet, because that's we will only release it when we are quite sure that we're not complete idiots. Well, you, you, you are not. Yes, I'm, I'm just saying that there are people yeah, who want to know, present that everybody so, is an idiot and they don't, so do not have respect to anything. Yes. Where we can confidently say, okay, we yep. are definitely not idiots. <laughs> so we're not putting anything out yes. yet. Yes. We will put it out once we're sure that, okay, we are not idiots. This is yes. good. And then we'll put it out. And then what will happen? Uh, are you going to have a new coin then? Uh, or is, is it going to be IOP coin still? I, uh, it will, um, the process would be the same as if an ERC20 token actually came into its own. I think EOS did it two, three months ago. They, uh, they, they moved from token to, to coin. That's that is a different thing. You have actually a blockchain. You have uh, you have you have said that your total supply will be uh, total supply will be twenty one million million token right. uh, twenty one million coins. If if yeah. I, if I if I if I, if I, I can be wrong. Look, I should not know more <laughs> on these those numbers than you do. And you've got approximately one fourth of all the of all the coins are mined. So st still some 15 or 16 million are unmined. Exactly, yeah. So that's just what happens if you have... Um, so after, after the change, are you going to have a new coin? Or is that coin going to continue to exist? IOP. What's the future for IOP? Well, this, this new coin is, is what IOP is right now. So... Um, the same name? Of course, name? Of course they, we, we cannot keep people from continuing on the old blockchain into the future and saying this is the true IOP and whatever you're building is a piece of shit. Sorry if I, I'm not sure okay. if I get <laughs> uh, Well, uh, that's, that's fine. Uh, so, of course, they can use the old blockchain uh, after the new coin has been created. But we think the future of IOP lies on this new blockchain and um, it will be in a for for a user, it will be more like a hard fork. Okay. In the sense that something changes, um, the code base, of course, will change quite significantly because it has nothing to do with Bitcoin anymore, but will be built on its own foundation. But from a user perspective, um, it really should feel more like a hard fork than a new coin. So hard fork does it mean that then at some point there will be two coins? IOP and, and something else. Our, our plan is that the old blockchain dies at the moment of the hard fork. Uh, a blockchain cannot die if there are one, two, three active nodes. Exactly. If, if like, like I said, if they want to continue the old Bitcoin, uh, the old IOP blockchain into the future, we cannot keep them from doing that. We, we never can. So, in a centralized way, you will decide we have to move on. Exactly. And IOP, can, can, you, can, you, can you hear what I'm saying? Can you hear what I'm saying? Can you hear what I'm saying? In an authoritative way, you will say, look, that is the history. Well, we are saying we have this, and we think this is better. And if you agree, then come with us. And if you don't, then. Who, who is that we? 
uh, we as then the core developers of IOP. We say this is how many guys are you? How many guys are you? How many guys are you? Um, I think we are between 15 and 20. Oh, okay. Not, not, not working on all of on the same part. Um, some of them are also working on parts of the Libertaria development, but like the team people communicating between each other and actually exchanging, um, ideas. And then how, and then how many users have you got worldwide? How many wallet addresses have you got? Actually, I, I don't have that number. Uh, wallet addresses. I. Uh, How many citizens have you got? Come on, come on, give us the numbers. <laughs> approximately, uh, approximately. Actually, I I really am the wrong person to ask about that. Ingos, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can it's say a, that we have a. It's a really good question. Uh, we have a Telegram channel with seven thousand members, but. You know how it is with Telegram channels. I don't know how many of them are actually users. And absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Like, like I said, I, I don't have this information. Um, yes. I, I wouldn't know how to get this information in the next five minutes. So let's, let's say fifty thousand people. Let's say fifty thousand people. So thirty people can decide for fifty thousand. Well. Uh, you're saying we're deciding. I, I don't think that we are deciding. That, that, is, that, that, that is now what you are telling to yourself. Might be. <laughs> like I said, uh, we, we're, we're saying, OK, we have this proposed change. And we think yes. this will be better for the future. And if you feel the same, then be welcome to follow along. And if you don't like what we have here, nobody is forcing you to use it. If you want to keep using the old system, please do. But we are telling you the old system is not good or the, the new system is better. You should use the new system. And in oh, a God. sense, like Bitcoin Cash, like Bitcoin yes. Core, uh, yeah. Bitcoin Cash is quite successful. It still lives on. Bitcoin I'm on, I'm on, it, is, I'm on it is good. It is good. Yes. But it can be better. It can be even better. That's the, that's the right way how to say that. Yeah, Otherwise, okay. when you are yeah. saying it is not good, I'm just thinking the price is already going down, yeah. down, 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 and then core developers says it is not good. No, 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 it is good. It is yeah. good. And I've used your system. And the more I see the, I love it. I love it. Seriously, I love it. It is, it is good, but it will be even better. Yes. Even better. So let's put yes. it that way. It's good now, but yes. the new system will be even better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the right words. And by the way, uh, I, I think it's it's great that you're asking the hard questions and not the easy questions. Those are not hard questions. I've got sociology degree. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> uh, my degree is in sociology. I cannot no, give you hard questions. Now, actually, I I mean, I'm a developer. I'm a physicist. I do yes. numbers and code, and, and that's for me, impressive. That's easy. I mean, I can mathematically say. This is wrong. This is cool. This is rubbish. For most parts of code, you can you can look at it and say, okay, this is good because X, and this is yes. bad because Y. And I really feel the problem of every project or uh, every technology is how does it actually connect to the person in front of the computer? How does the person feel using it? What does the person actually gain from that technology? 
technology can be, you can have perfect technology if people don't understand it, if people don't want it, it doesn't matter. It, it, it has no right to exist because um, technology... Everything can exist. Every, every technology has got right to exist. We are not supposed to make those decisions who can exist or not. Everything starts from, everything develops. Everything. Okay, okay, L let me put it, there's no, there's no necessity for it to exist if nobody wants to use it. Why? It is just a stage in the, in the history. Like, come on, you are, your guys are using blockchain. Yes. And what do Bitcoin maximalists say about that? They would say, you've got no rights to exist. You're a disgrace. There is no, not, nothing, uh, no other solution than Bitcoin or etc. Yes, but I'm, ju I'm just, I'm just saying, every technology is is a step towards something. Yeah, because there is somebody who finds it useful. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, maybe sorry, that didn't sorry. come across as well, uh, as well as I intended. If there is somebody who thinks that this is useful to him, that's perfect. But if you created a technology which was perfect in its, in a way it works. It's, um, I don't know, it's memory consumption is very low. It's CPU intensity is very yes. low. It does something useful, but people sit in front of it and everybody goes like, what is this? What does this actually do? And you really have nobody that is actually interested in that technology, then why actually develop it in the first place? Um, Technology is not good in its own right. It becomes okay. good the moment it becomes useful to people. Amon? Yes? I want to get some IOP. <laughs> and, I, and I want to know who will, what will happen after the hard fork. And I want to stick with old IOP. That's great. Who, who, will, who, will, be, who will be running the team? Running the team? Well, you will, you will still, you will need core developers for IOP, for, for the old IOP. Um, would we... So who maintains now IOP? IOP coin, who maintains it? Who maintains it? You guys, yes? Well, yeah. So you are planning hard fork. Mm -hmm. And what are you gonna say? There'll be no more support from us? Who will be uh, able to implement the changes? Well, uh, like I said, the source code is completely open source. It runs, it's perfectly stable as it is. It's usable, everybody can uh, set up a node and the, the blockchain can still exist. There, uh, of course, might be some bugs hidden in the Bitcoin source code that might be discovered at a later point. But yes, at that point, we, we will uh, follow the position um, saying, okay, we have moved on to new technology. You are using outdated software. Um, and so nobody will, so nobody will be in charge of that GitHub? Nobody. Well, the GitHub will still exist. Um, if there... Still, still, there has to be a person who accepts the changes and says, okay, this is the version 3.6, then there is a version 3.7. Please update the code, uh, do run the updates, update the app. Update, uh, you've got apps, you've got app wallet. Yes. Awesome, awesome wallet. 
awesome mm -hmm. wallet awesome wallet who will who will maintain it who will who will be working with old iop yeah. that is well, the question this is version 3.6 and then at version 3.7 this version 3.7 no no what, what you what you are saying you are saying at one point we will do hard work and all the team will go the new direction and the old will be left to die Exactly, and, and there are thirty people who decide. So, so thirty people decide. We should move on. And let us say there are there are fifty thousand people left who, who like their IOP bullets, who like IOP coin, who like that mining with those flash drives and or little art miners, what do you call them, you miners or what? Mm -hmm. And what will happen to them? Uh, like Saint Exupery, I don't know. Do you read French or not? Say, uh, Little Prince, Little Prince. Yes. Have you heard of Tale? Yes, Saint Exupery or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you are you are reliable for those uh, whom you what? What was the what what was the thing? Uh, that was the saying that he was responsible of that little fox. Mm. He made he made a friend and who got. A, who needed him? Now he was uh, he was responsible for for that for those relationship. So who will maintain the IOP project? The old? Are you gonna give? Uh, is there gonna be a development team or one person who carry on the old direction? I I would disagree with the perspective. Uh... You've, got, you've got full control. You've got full control still. You do accept suggestions and then you decide to accept or not. At the moment, you guys, you guys are central body mm -hmm. who run all the updates and plan the and development of IOP coin. You are the guys. And then at one point you will say, that's it. We have stopped working with it. And the, well, project, well, deserves to, the, the project deserves to live. Yes, but uh, we, we will not... There won't be a point where we say, okay, up until here and now no more. Um, from this moment on, the direction in which IOP, from our perspective, is moving is clear. Um, you, you said you will left the old coin, you will leave the old coin to die. So probably the new coin will be in, in issued. It will go one to one uh, with with like like the normal. Yes, like like I said, it. from a user perspective, the the. The wallet will, of course, I don't know, get a new nice interface, but it's just version 3.7 on top of version 3.6. And in the background, there will be a new protocol. It's still the same, still the same software. Users will just update like they always do and will, will move along with us. They have to consciously make an effort to say, I, I don't want to follow you. I want to go away. And if they do that, then yes, they are on their own. Okay. It will be interesting. It will be interesting. It will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, of course. And, and are you guys prepared for some legal actions against you? For, let us say, 10,000 abandoned German users of IOP coin who do not want to move to any other new coins. Um, 
as as core developers as all, and I, now i'm sorry for for hard questions because i truly believe that bitcoin cash will have lawsuits they will have lawsuits i'm absolutely 100 percent positive like 99 percent positive they will have they will have lawsuits because of using their bitcoin uh the bitcoin name and as somebody somebody will take them to court absolutely most definitely Bitcoin, like Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Diamond, they will all have lawsuits, proper lawsuits. And what, what I'm saying is there will be people who will be stubborn and say there are people in general do not like change at mm -hmm. all. And there will, will, be, will be people who will say, okay, you think it is better. I like what I've got now. It is the same as people are still using the old Office or Windows XP. Just ask the people. Windows yeah. XP is the best operational system ever. Ask the question. Probably the best Windows there is, yes. I, I, I agree, actually. <laughs> well, no, it is no, it is not as capable. The, the, yes. ma the, ma the, the maximum operational memory of 3 gigabytes is not yeah, acceptable at all. And there yeah. are other things, processor, yeah. processors, no, and everything. It is, it is old, but still, people do not want the change. Yes. Uh, so, to to get back to your first question, I have actually no knowledge whatsoever about legal stuff. I know that. Uh, and I'm trying not to not, not to attack you. I'm, tr I'm yeah, trying to well, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, like I, I, said, I, I respect yeah. your project way too much just to attack you. If yeah. if, 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 it, if it seems so, please, I, I do apologize. Yeah, no, yes, um, really not the way it's taken. I'm just saying. Thank you. Uh, in the same way, Ingus is not the best person to tell you about all the development stuff behind the scenes. I'm actually really not the right person to talk about any sort of legal stuff about the company. Who is then? Who's above you? Who's above core developers? Um, Nobody. That's the. Is that? So, so, so now we're getting to the point. Um, there, of course, um, there's um, some sort of legal entity protecting us as private persons inside the system. Um, okay. So who is who is that? Who are they? So there's a company that, that's called the IOP Ventures. And IOP, IOP Ventures, where are they based? Uh, sorry? Where are they based? I actually have no idea. <laughs> okay. Like I said. <laughs> sorry. Okay. I, IOP Ventures, yes? Go on. Yes. So, like I said, um, Thank you. I actually have no either knowledge or authority to talk, talk about any legal aspects of the stuff i'm just a coder um i just uh actually hope <laughs> that uh i'm so um all copyright of the codes actually iop ventures okay uh, iop ventures llc uh, south carolina us um uh, Created in uh, March the fifth, two thousand twelve. Uh, status: Good standing. Company number six four two seven eight zero. Uh, company time: Domestic LLC for profit. Uh, 
registry page. Let us see. Let us So, so company is based in South Carolina. Yes. Yeah, might be it. Um, okay. So if somebody if somebody is interested, I I deal quite a lot of with the names with the main names. And here's oh. Here's the email chat. And there is the website like open corporates. Use the service, it's a free service. Uh, there is an inner chat in the top, uh, in the in the bottom bottom left corner. There is a link. Mm -hmm. As the last at the first time when we met Ingus, Ingus mentioned a company based in the UK. And that, that company was actually was actually dissolved like years ago. Yes. So I've never seen, I never used this website. I'm no experience in all this. Kind yes. of research, so. Well, Alex rank 35,000 should be good enough. It, 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 it absolutely does, does, does the job fantastically. <laughs> yes. It helps you to find companies. And yeah. It, it will show is the company dissolved or what yes and and then you can see if you if you if you go in you will see there was iop ventures ltd in the united kingdom that was dissolved and uh it is uh I've, i found the same information so it was dissolved in august 12th and it was based in london or registered in london and yes and then it was iop beach ventures llc who is it who, who are the people who are the people behind them um so i have i actually have no idea who iop beach ventures is okay and the other ones so iop ventures llc yeah what? so um we have um how, how would you call them? Um, I, I think the, the proper term is something like angel investors um, who actually um, provide a bit of financial help and they together with um, some sort of legal uh, support team are crafted this, let's say, uh, structure to actually Like I like I said, um, are, are they the ones who decided the the direction of IOP or core developers? Well, they certainly uh, would, in principle, have the power to say, uh, "You get not a single cent more," and at that point, probably most of our work would uh, move into our free time because we have to look for new jobs. No, but, why? Why you don't you don't need that? You you've got you you have issued the money of your own. You've got IOP. You've got IOP coin. You've got <laughs> yes, money of your yeah. own. You don't you don't need any venture. When IOP actually is accepted, uh, for it is accepted. Life. It is accepted. It is accepted in some and, and it is there on Bitrex. 
Yes. You can do whatever you want to. I, I'm not, I'm, I, I know that you are proud that you are on some small, small uh, like exchanges. But Bitrex, come on. Once you guys are on Bitrex, that's it. You're free. You don't need angel investors. Sod them. If any angel investor now, now there are not many people. You know, I, I, people I, I, are, I think we're, we're a bit of talking. Uh, now we are going to, into, into totally centralized. Uh, now what you are saying, you are saying that behind you there is there are these angel investors who are well, giving you money. Well, we we receive a monthly salary, or at least I receive a monthly salary. Yes, of course <laughs> you should support. Of course you should support yourself. Of course, of course, yeah. but that is not an IOP. It comes from. No, no, that's not an IOP. No, that's. I'm, I mean, I'm just a developer. I I code for money. <laughs> wow. In 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 the sense, I mean, wow. what I would say is that um, I there, there's this vision behind IOP, and I believe in this vision. And if I would not get money for that, I would still code on that vision. I'm just saying that probably the time I would allocate for that in my daily life would probably be a bit less because yes, I yes, need to I spend time on actually earning money. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. I do agree. 100% I never understood how the projects can be as big as Bitcoin when they rely on voluntarily work. Everybody's got to pay electricity. You have to take your kids to school. You have to buy food. You, you have to support yourself. Exactly. Hobby is a hobby, but <laughs> come on. Life's life. Exactly. So, yeah. So you don't know who who are your bosses. Um. So you want like actual names or something? Yes, <laughs> of course. Um. Okay. Um. So, I think um, if you look at the website, you should um, be able to actually see. Could, could could you could you paste it in? Uh, could you paste it in the in, the, in uh, our chat, please? Yes, so our so our website is um, lp dot global yes okay iop.global yes uh, we do know you, that website uh, go to our team then basically it starts our internet slow um i'm right there on the right um in development and yes. basically uh um Dieter Klumfass is our uh is our co-founder and one of the guys who actually give a bit of financial support if it's needed and um Doing the management and strategic planning. Which one? Oh, oh Dieter. Oh, yes. We, exactly. we, we were Dieter on live. He was once drinking beer somewhere. Ah, all right. Okay. So, yes. so one of, of no, cool guy. Yes. Exactly. So, so he's basically one of them. And um, he's assisted by Juan, and they're actually managing the IOP community. Oh, Juan. Yes. I've seen him quite a lot on, 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 on he, he runs your Twitter account. Uh, yes, he runs. The yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes. And those two are mainly responsible for the direction um, this project actually takes. So Dieter and Juan, and they are and they are both based in. Oh, so so Juan is based in where? In Mexico. In, in Mexico, and Dieter is based in in, in Germany. Like in Germany, me. yes. And uh, like I said, uh, of course, it's always a dialogue and. Um, <laughs> 
we we have this this game inside our community. If anybody calls Dita the boss, then he is, uh, then he has to pay a fine. Of course, not really, but uh, like I said, that's the joke uh, we make because he he really does not like to to be the boss. He puts most decisions up to a vote inside the community, but um, he sort of gives a general direction to the discussion. If I could put it that way. Okay. So whenever there's some issue um, that needs to but, be decided, but, then uh, but money doesn't come from them. The wages do not come from them. Uh, no, that the the uh, IOP project is actually financing itself. Like I said, um, using this uh, licensing mass mechanism, whoever I has. Like I like like I said from the uh, mining of IOP coins. Yes, yes. But you said you are not getting your wages in IOP. I'm getting some of my wage in IOP, and I'm getting okay. a little bit of additional money to actually okay. uh, pay for, like you said, electricity. Uh, uh, from no, and not only that, of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, but but the bulk of the project is actually financed using uh, IOP. Okay, and, and then the developers get part of uh, in fiat. Hate it or love it, uh, still they yeah, get in fiat, and it comes from LLC ventures. Yes. Yeah, we like like and, like you said, and it's, and Dieter and neither Dieter or Juan. Let me check. Uh, IOP ventures no, uh, and he's not in IOP ventures. And uh, Dieter is he in IOP ventures? Is he a head of YOP Ventures? Lead follow or get the hell out of my way. Co-founder people. Windable. Avaclick. Windable. Can you do No, nobody is that. Nobody is of them is working at IOP Ventures. Yes, because because uh, mine founder. Because the mine founder is uh, Marcus Milan. The beauty of yeah, yeah, Gina, like 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 Ingus said, um, main yes. founder. Um, I, I don't know if you see that name, Marcus Maywald. Yeah, yes, 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 yes Marcus Maywald. It's, it's a, it's a main, main founder of IOP community. Okay. Yeah. So so he actually moved a bit. Okay, into that's the, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. He, he moved a bit into the background for personal reasons and okay. sort of the main control over to Dieter later. Yes. Yes. Um, so, like like I said, maybe you find him in there. Now that's that's fine. Come on, that's fine. That's fine. That, that's that's fine. If somebody wants to be hidden, let them stay hidden. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Let us see where it goes. Let us see where it goes. One one second. Uh, let me disconnect and reconnect. I have lost totally English. I cannot say English, if I may. One second. Yes, I'll be back in a second. Mm -hmm. And okay, I'm back. Yes. So, Ingus. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like the conversation? It's a great conversation, and I can sit quite a lot. I can sit long time and quiet. <laughs> it's a really good good position. 
<laughs> I think I I can't understand a lot for this, and okay. I must watch this video ten more times for hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, I can understand the board, but explanation. Wow. Amon, you gave so much information, so much information. Amazing. Thank you. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, guys. So, and then in the very end, what would you say to people? So let us start with Ingus and then Amon, you will have the, the last words. Ingus? Yes. Uh, Amon already said a lot, and we need first to wait for some stuff, then we can catch some profiles or something like that. And then I can start with some marketing, but what I can send buy some IOP. We are on Bitrex and <laughs> get into it. And then on October, uh, on, then yes, on this yes, Friday? Yes, this Friday, everybody is invited in the or meet up in London and we can get yes. a good discussion or a good conversation in the end. Yes. Yes, I'm on, uh, I'm running monthly networking events for uh, people, for Latvians who live in the UK or for their friends. Mm -hmm. uh, for people who want to get into the business or maybe some people are all running their businesses and it is more like an expat thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then once a month we meet up together and of course if Ingus can use I'm giving him premises I'm giving him premises and he can he can run he can run his own meetups or events and, or invite English chapter or something. Whatever. Yeah, great. Okay, so, so and your last words. Yes, yes. I'm on. Uh, so maybe uh, I can just uh, say uh, when Inga says, uh, come meet us, then he's basically really saying the most important thing. Uh, people should talk to each other. And yes. uh, projects can only develop if there's input and feedback. And um, also, if any developer is interested in actually seeing how the Mercury SDK is really working deep down the hood, then like, uh, like I already mentioned, the code is on GitHub. You can look into it. Um, our uh, GitHub repository is under Internet of People. And the Mercury protocol is under Mercury minus Rust, because we're coding it in Rust. And okay. uh, everybody who has feedback ab about that can uh, should post it, uh, should contact us. We would be glad for everything we get. And other than that, um, I hope we see maybe new faces in the community, people who are interested um, what IOP uh, looks like, not only from a technical level, but also from a philosophical level, what people are actually involved in the project. Uh, we have a Discord channel, we have a Telegram channel. Uh, come join, meet us, talk to us, and see what the fuzz is all about, why we do what we do. Awesome. And then the website is iop.global. Fantastic, fantastic guys. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, th Ingus, enormous thank you for arranging this, uh, for the, arranging our awesome guest. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, 
to be honest, I, I don't think that there is information. So that there is information on IOP today that was that was disclosed so much today today during our conversation. Thank you, Amon. Glad I was okay. here. Thanks for the <laughs>